Hello, Loose Lug Nation. It's Lauren and Mark with another great episode for you. Mark, how are you doing, buddy? Happy New Year, buddy. <laughs> how was your New Year? Oh, it was good. I uh, wish there was uh, more racing on, but watching some old races and uh, some other sports are on too, so getting through the winter a little bit. Uh, pretty cold today, but uh, how about you? How was your New Year? Yeah, Chili Bowl is on. Kind of looked at that. I, I got 15 hours of the uh, of the 24-hour. I figured it out. I, I got 15 hours and a little sleep here and there and kept up with that. That was exciting as hell. Did you see that Allen pass at the end? What is it in that uh, was it, GP2 or whatever? He, it took an Allen to win that race by a bumper cover. I loved it, dude. That was uh, that was awesome. Yeah, that was in the LMP2 class there. James, James awesome. Allen, yep, yep. That was, you know, you run 24 hours and you win by a bumper cover. I love it. Isn't that great? <laughs> it takes an Allen, you told me. It, it did, yep. And so I wouldn't be chirping if he lost, but, <laughs> but he pulled it out. It was a good deal. Yeah, that was awesome to see. Can you imagine after 24 hours being that close? To one another like that, boy. You know they used to cars used to fall out, and you know they had what sixty two cars there, and there was only like ten of them out at the end. So, you know, even the even the equipment has been you know up up upgraded so much that you know there's more cars out there. Um, very exciting race. It's it's actually and with you also. It's the start of racing season. It's time to start thinking uh, the season's on now. Yep, exactly. Even though the Chili Bowl was on a few weeks prior, to me, when you start thinking about racing, it starts with the 24 for the season for some reason. That's that's me too, you know, and the, the sun's getting just a little bit warmer, and we're starting to look at the clash here coming up, and, you know, Daytona ain't far away, man, and season's on, and, and then off we go. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, like every year, I wanted to start out with this, that we're uh, thinking every, of everyone that we lost this past year, including uh, Denny Lamers, Terry Van Roy. Locally, those are two huge losses in the racing community, among others. Uh, you know, Federico Gutierrez uh, lost his life, unfortunately, in an accident with his brother Max, who, is, who was injured in that accident, too. And then the Rayon brothers had a massive fire and. There was no casualties as far as people, but they lost a lot of their business too. So we're thinking of everyone that we lost and everyone that's going through a hard time right now. Yep, yep. That's it's always seems like that happens every year. We have a little bit of a on the off season. We have something like that going on. So yep, thoughts and prayers out to the families and the friends that are involved with that. Yep. Well, Mark, we got episode number 66, a little more popular number than we've had the last few times oh, we've been a on little. here. A little. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll start with uh, Steve Carlson, Ty Majeski, Alex Stumpf, Jim Duco. Uh, those are some huge names at the local level. Eli Schomer races at WIAR in the Sizzlin' 4 division. Phil Lale, Andy Casfon have raced that 66 Superstock before. Uh, Timmy Hill, Phil Parsons, Dick Trickle was even in the 66 at one point in the in the cup level. And Larry Frank is the only one to win in cup in the number 66. Who do you got for your number six? Man, that's just uh, the tip of the iceberg there. How about Kendrick Cryer, you know, little female that runs down there, Frank's daughter. Uh, Chris Story, Adam Pichek. Um, Hey, for you old timers, how about the tank? Roger Regeth with that 72 Monte Carlo. The only thing that was straight on that car was the windshield, but that car would absolutely fly. Roger Paul. 
he put some time in that uh, that car. And I remember uh, back in the indie days, Mark Donahue, he was a uh, quite quite the speed demon. And um, hey, even down in Northern Illinois, I remember '66 Tony Izzo, and he used to tear up Northern was Northern Illinois back in the day. Reading that in the checkered flag checkered flag racing news, so yeah, tons of '66s out there, man. Yeah, I believe Al Stipich uh, down at Slinger as well. Um, Dave McCardle down at Slinger. So quite a few 66. Yep, yep. That's quite the popular number. <laughs> we've been we've been going the last 10 numbers that we've gone through just like we're we're starving for drivers, and now 66 is quite the popular number. Absolutely. Well, a lot of changes going on in the offseason here, so we'll get right into it in the craftsman truck series which switches from the camping world truck series back to craftsman which it originally was so there's the first change for you um david gillen racing changes their name to tricon garage and goes with toyota that was some big news there mark yeah for sure and then they uh they threw our local boy in there willem sawala to put him in there and apparently he's gonna run six races so yeah i was going through there like hey who's that yeah they changed their name on there so, uh, yep, and they're running Toyota. Yep. Uh, Rev Racing forms an alliance with KBM. KBM, uh, which is Kyle Busch Motorsports, I should say, to some that don't know, switches to Chevrolet. Of course, Kyle Busch, we'll mention later, of course, is in the Richard Childress Racing Chevrolet. So, obviously, they went to that. And then another big one, Thor Sport Racing switches from Toyota to Ford. That, to me, almost was like a domino effect with Tricon Garage switching from Ford to Toyota. Ford's had to grab someone. They have a history with Thor Sport, so Thor Sport back to Ford. Smart move, right, buddy? I know that you kind of, sure. you kind of didn't like the whole deal, but I, I think that's okay. I uh, hope there's no growing pains with that, but uh, yeah, move on with Ford. Um, it'll be interesting for Thor Sport this year. No, I know you and I go back and forth about uh, GM and Ford and all that, but Honestly, Ford needs to have a pre uh, presence in the truck series, so I'm glad that they they got uh, someone there, and and they have a history with Thor Sports, so it makes a lot of sense. And you know, at the truck series, really, it's just the body because they have that same engine. You can build your own chassis, so really, the main thing is the body there, anyway. But the dominoes fell when Kyle Busch got out of you know in the Cup ride and found himself going to Chevy, and the whole domino effect just kept right on going and. For a while there, we questioned, like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, all the cards have fallen in the, into place, so that's that's the way it is. Yep. Uh, you just mentioned William Sawalich. Uh, we've seen him race around here from Minnesota. He goes to Tricon Garage, the number one truck for six races. I want to mention this. Jerry Baxter is going to be the crew chief there. Remember a few years ago when Bubba Wallace uh, went to the 43 Richard Petty car, and I said, Jerry Baxter is going to be a key part of that. Well, that was a huge move there. So Jerry Baxter, a very good crew chief. So uh, excited to see what William can do with Jerry in that number one truck. Yeah. Also, there was he's only isn't William only sixteen? I think that he's I think he's sixteen or seventeen. So yeah, right, yeah. There's, no, there's no age limit on uh, like the Cup car where you got to be eighteen. So, um, so yeah, he's gonna he's gonna find himself. Uh, uh, racing for six races. I'm sure we're going to see him back here in the Midwest too. You know, yeah, I don't think he's given up the super late stuff either. So we'll see him. We'll see him again. Yep, I think so too. Uh, Nick Sanchez, who raced in ARCA previously to Rev Racing's number two truck with Danny Stockman as the crew chief, 
last few years, Danny Stockman was with uh, Kyle Busch Motorsports. Speaking of Kyle Busch Motorsports, Chase Purdy goes to the KBM number four with Jimmy Villeneuve as the crew chief. Uh, Chase Purdy, he was impressive up here, but it seems like he's having some trouble finding his footing at the upper levels here. Well, I think he got good footing with the equipment he's got now, man. Now let's see what you got. Um, yeah, he's been kind of average, but the talent is there. So we're going to see what happens with the Kyle Busch Motorsports. Let's see what we can get out of him. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Dean Thompson goes from Nice to Tricon Garage's number five truck. Corey Heim goes to the Tricon Garage number 11 truck. That's a big move, in my opinion. You know, and he's got the talent, too, that he could possibly make that work also. So, uh, you know, it ain't going to take long, but Corey Heim is going he's going to climb that ladder to the top, too. He's got all the talent in the world. I, I uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, Haley Deegan goes to Thor Sport with her relationship with Ford, with Rich Lucius as the crew chief. Rich Lucius was previously with Ben Rhodes. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's another one. We're gonna see just what she's made out of. Also, good equipment. We're gonna we're gonna see that where, where she's gonna go. She's running that SRX series too. I believe she's gonna have her fingers in on that. So she's got some experience. She's been in the in the series, you know, racing for a few years. So yeah, it's time that she see if her career can take off with Thor there. For sure, uh, Doug Randolph is gonna crew chief Tyler Ankrum in the Hotori number sixteen. Uh, Taylor Gray is going to be full-time for Tricon in the number 17 truck. Christian Eckes moves from Thorsport to McAnally Higgleman Racing, number 19. Unfortunately for Derek Krause, he uh, is the odd man out there. Yeah, we've been sitting there wondering where Derek is going to land. You know, it's been really quiet. But, uh, there was an announcement just uh, yesterday, I think it was. So, uh, But with Eckes going in that 19 car or 19 truck, um, yeah, that might just be enough to take it over the edge to see if he can make it to the playoffs. Yep, Derek Krause, good announcement coming out there with Young's Motorsports number 20. Uh, I believe that's the truck that Spencer Boyd won at Talladega a few years ago, so uh has some quality behind it, so hopefully for him uh, he can show well there and then add some more races to it. Yeah, they're talking only one race deal, but there's uh, some more on the table for him. We'll see how he performs. Boy, <laughs> pop a victory, man. That could set your whole season up, you know, so – yeah, we're rooting for him to, hey, that, that team runs good on restrictor plates. So, uh, yeah, cheering, cheering on Derek Krause, Matt. Make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. I plan on reaching out to him here, too, to talk about uh, what he's got going on. So, hopefully we'll talk to him soon. Uh, Raja Karuth goes to GMS in the number 24 truck with Chad Walter as crew chief. Uh, Ryan Vargas is going to On Point Racing, uh, number 30 part-time and then Jake Garcia is full-time this year for McAnally Higgman in the number 35 truck, except he won't be able to race Daytona because he won't be 18 yet. So Chase Elliott will be in that truck for Daytona. Wow, perfect partner there, man. Talk about, you know, Chase taking Jake and working together there. Uh, good stuff. And, we, you know, we've seen Jake Garcia, and he's got tons of talent too, and he's quite young. He's got some time here, but, uh, boy, you're going to learn from uh, – you're gonna learn from uh, Elliot being in being around. Who that ought to, that ought to make his career take off too. Yeah, and it's interesting that partnership there too because if if you know at the local level, 
Jake Garcia has been working with Ricky Turner for the last few years, and Ricky Turner was a big factor in Chase Elliott's super late model program and late model program. So there is a, a connection that goes deeper than just this truck here. Yeah, so you don't know what goes on behind behind the scenes, but yeah, that all hooks up, and so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, it should be a powerful team. You know, Garcia ran some races last, you know, getting his feet wet last year, but uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, he, um, see where his talent goes and expect him to do a lot better this year. For sure. Uh, Daniel Dye goes uh, to the number 43 truck with Travis Sharp as crew chief. Uh, Jack Wood to Kyle Busch Motorsports, number 51, part-time with others. Uh, Kyle Busch will be in that truck. Uh, Brian Patty is going to be the crew chief there, and Brian Patty has a lot of talent as a crew chief, too. He's been in the Cup Series for quite a while with uh, Stenhouse and uh, Boyer and others. So um, pretty powerful pairing there. Yeah, anything with Kyle Busch like that, <laughs> you know they're going to have the best out there, and I'm sure Kyle, he'll run his five races somewhere. And uh, so Jack Wood will learn on there too. So, yep, another one coming through the ranks through KBM. Absolutely. Uh, Jared Prince is going to be crew chiefing Ben Rhodes, Thor Sport number 99 truck. Uh, we just mentioned that Rich Lucius will be with uh, Haley Deegan, so Jared Prince moves over to the 99. Caden Honeycutt is going to run at least six races for Roper Racing. Uh, Taylor Gray is granted a playoff waiver. He will miss the first three races due to not being 18. Just told you a little while ago he will be full-time, but he will miss the first three races. But he does have that waiver there. And I expect uh, big things out of the Grays uh, this year. So Taylor Gray, oh. pretty young. He should have a good season. Oh, heck yeah. Both of them kids. Them, both of them brave. brave <laughs> say that real fast. Gay Gray brothers. How's that? Boy, I can't get that straight. So, But anyway, you're right. Those uh, those two, um, a lot of talent between them two, and they expect them to run good also, as teammates even. Yeah, yep. And they've been doing that the last few years. So uh, you've seen uh, at times a lot of talent out of those two. So I'm going to be interested with them switching over to Toyota to see uh, how that all works out. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's pretty much everybody that's in the truck series. Um, every day another one pops in there, you know, there's still – dropping some vehicles and there's some other cars um trucks that still don't have a ride yet that raced a little bit last year so um expecting some more announcements to fill these on the last minute deal absolutely yep the other one that just dropped recently was mason massey joins realm brothers there so um there might be a minor one or two that have dropped recently that we didn't call out there but honestly it's so hard to keep up because they're dropping so quick now that uh, it's it's just hard to keep up. Yeah, you know, like Nice ran four vehicles. He's only got two right now, that, and then there's the other two are just sitting sitting there waiting. And then, uh, yeah, so there'll be some more announcements. We'll see last-minute deals, see if somebody can get in the truck. Yeah, and I should mention these are just the changes. So there are some drivers and, and crew, chiefs, crew chiefs excuse me, staying with their teams there that we didn't even mention. So uh, those are just the changes. Yeah, but the truck series always puts the best race in. We all, we always like the truck races. Hey, and they're in Milwaukee this year, dude. I'm, I'm pumped for that too. Yes, sir. I'm super pumped for that. Uh, I wish the Xfinity series was joining them like back in the day because I never got to experience that personally. But um, I'm excited to see a NASCAR race at Mo at the Milwaukee yep. Mile. 
Well, we all have to pack Milwaukee with the truck series, and they just like, hey, maybe we should run Xfinity over there too. So it's up to us fans to support that racetrack to pack the house so that they'll come back again. For sure. Well, let's move on to the Xfinity series now, Mark. Um, big one first off the gate here. Uh, Cole Custer to Stuart Haas number 00 with Jonathan Tony as the crew chief. So he steps down from the Stuart Haas number 41 in cup and is now going to be running Xfinity again. You would think that he would have a pretty good season down there. He you has know, to go, right, to get back? Yeah, but uh, we knew he was going to come back down there and land in that zero zero car, and he ran a couple of races of that. And, uh, boy, he was dominant with that double zero car. And having a teammate with Riley Herbst, you know, and Stuart Haas, yeah, you got to expect good things coming out of Cole Custer. Well, it's interesting because – Ryan Priest, and we'll mention that in a little bit, goes to that 41. Custer's dad is a high-profile guy with Stuart Haas. You would think something like that wouldn't happen where he would drop back down, but Cole Custer was excited about getting back down, getting back to winning. And my question is, how does he get back up? You know, Harvick has announced that he's going to retire. Priest is in the 41 if he does well. How does Custer get back there? He's got to win. By winning, yes. Winning winning fixes everything, dude. So, um, yeah, pressure's on for him, but uh, I expect him to run up front uh, this year for sure. I would think so, too. Uh, Marty Lindley to crew chief for San Mayer in the number one junior motorsports car. He moves over from Kyle Busch Motorsports. Uh, Brennan Poole is full-time in the JD Motorsports number six. Um, he was on a trajectory to go to the Xfinity Series and Cup Series. He had that DC Solar deal back in the day with Ganassi, and that kind of fell apart. So nice to see Brendan Poole back full-time. Yep, yep, for sure. He's teammates with Bailey Curry in the four. So those two are – we'll see where that goes with that that team. That'll be up-and-coming team there. Yep. Uh, Blaine Perkins is with SS Greenlight Racing in the number 07 with Mike Hillman Sr. as the crew chief. Uh, Jim Pullman will be the crew chief for Justin Elgeyer in the number 7 Junior Motorsports car. Brandon Jones moves from Joe Gibbs Racing to Junior Motorsports in the number 9 with Jason Burdett as the crew chief. Jason Burdett was formerly with Elgeyer, so that should be a good pair. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, even though as much as JR Motorsports – Junior Motorsports has uh, been dominating. They're still tweaking and still trying to get better, dude. So, you know, they're not sitting on their hands, that's for sure. For sure. Uh, Landon Castle, this was a surprising one that came out late. He is out at the colleague number 10 car. Will he run part-time? I'm not sure. It sounds like it's a sponsorship issue. Justin Haley's going to run some races in the number 10. Super unfortunate for Landon Castle. Yeah, well, sponsorships, everything. So, but that ten car, we've seen, we've seen times when that ten car and the Collie car does perform, for sure. Uh, Chandler Smith moves to Collie from Cowbush Motorsports Truck Team, so he'll be in the number sixteen car. That's going to be exciting to watch. He has a ton of talent. Along with that, I'm really looking forward to seeing Sammy Smith and the Joe Gibbs Racing number eighteen with Jeff Mendering as the crew chief. Uh, those are two things I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, we're going to see these two young young uh, bucks coming through. Um, boy, yeah, they have the talent to make that work, too. Every time that they come through and they get into a new series, they just get better as they go. So, yep, it's part of the ladder for them, too, right there. 
I think what's really cool too is we've seen them grow uh, kind of together at the short track level. And then, you know, Chandler ran the truck series, but Sammy didn't. But now they're going to be in the Xfinity series together. So they've raced a ton against each other. I'm really looking forward to those two young guns being the Xfinity series. You know, we've we've been at races that they've been at, and and it just absolutely shows how much talent that comes out of them too. So, yeah, they're very exciting. We'll see how that goes for them this year. For sure. Uh, Ryan Truex and others to be part-time in the number 19 Joe Gibbs Racing. In fact, it was just announced the other day that Joe Graff Jr., who's joining uh, RSS with Ryan Sieg, will also be part-time in the ni- number 19 car. Yeah, so, yeah, with uh, Ryan Sieg, that's a Ford, and that, that over there is a Toyota, so in between. So, yeah, I thought Ryan Truex was going to run the whole season, but oh, that was just uh, recently announced that Joe Graff Jr. will be helping out on that 19. And it's probably sponsorship-driven uh, also. Yep. Yeah, it was announced pretty early that Truex would run. I forget how many races, but it was going to be a part-time effort. So it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But uh, John Hunter Nemechek, another guy working his way back up through the ladder, will be in the number 20 Joe Gibbs Racing uh, Toyota with Ben Bayshore, who was formerly with Kyle Busch at the cup level as his crew chief. So, yeah, there's a heavy hitter coming back up through. Um We'll see where that lands, too. He's probably one of the most aggressive drivers that's there. Um, but, uh, yeah, you can expect a few victories coming out of that 20 car this year, too. Absolutely. Uh, Connor Mozak is going to be in the Sam Hunt number 24 car for 20 races with Chris Bowen as the crew chief. Uh, Brett Moffitt lands with AM Racing in the number 25 car. AM Racing is new to the Xfinity Series. That's the... Uh, truck team that Austin Wayne self uh, was driving for. So uh, they make their way up to the Xfinity series with Brett Moffitt. And uh, you know how I feel about Brett Moffitt. He's one yep. Heck of a driver. Yep. That's for sure. And that's in a Ford. So that, that should perform really well there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kaz Grala to the number 26, Sam Hunt racing. So Sam Hunt racing will be a uh, two car team uh, this year. So that'll be cool to see Kaz Grala in there. Uh, Jeb Burton keeps his number, number 27, but he's going to be with Jordan Anderson Racing uh, instead of our motorsports. And then uh, nice for Wisconsin news here, Parker Retzloff to Jordan Anderson Racing's number 31. That's going to be exciting to watch him in that car as well. So nothing like having a teammate also and landing in a new car. That 31 car has has some speed in it. So, yeah, we'll see where that lands. Uh, got a Wisconsin boy we can cheer on in the series. Yep. Uh, Ryan Ellis to the number 43 Alpha Prime car for at least 15 races. Jeffrey Earnhardt will be in the Alpha Prime number 44 full-time. So cool to see Jeffrey get a full-time ride. And then another move that I really like, Parker Kligerman to the Big Machine number 48. I've said on this podcast many times, I think Parker Kligerman is one of the most underrated drivers. Said that for years. He goes out and wins that truck race last year. Uh, then this falls together for him. I'm happy for Parker. He deserves to be in the top series, I believe. Yeah, and that 48 team, you know, there's different drivers that bounced around in that car last year, but he was in that vehicle a little bit and uh, definitely performed. So, <laughs> yeah, for sure, Parker does have the talent, man. Anthony Alfredo is going to be in the BJ McLeod, number 78, with Pat Trison as the crew chief. Pat Trison has been along uh, for a long time, so that's uh, that's going to be a cool pairing. 
And then uh, more Wisconsin news, Josh Balicki is going to run some races for the number 91 DGM racing car. So that's very cool as well. Yeah, he's going to dabble in the cup too. So more more time for Josh. He's getting better all the time, man. So yeah, there's another Wisconsin one we can cheer on. For sure. Uh, Garrett Smithley full-time for BJ McLeod as well in the number 99. Tyler Reddick will run some races for the number 24 Sam Hunt racing car uh, as well. So uh, of course, we'll mention Tyler in a little bit. He goes to uh, Joe Gibbs, or excuse me, twenty three eleven racing. Uh, so he's going to be in the Toyota number twenty four a little bit. And then something really cool here that was kind of under the radar: Ty Dillon is going to drive the number three Richard Childress Racing Xfinity car in a few races. I thought that was pretty cool to see uh, Ty back in that number three. Well, it seems like he. He's probably one of the ones that has the worst luck. I don't know. Sometimes he makes his own luck or whatever, but that's a that's a few races that's going to be in there, but that uh, gives him some seat time too and makes him sharp. For sure. Uh, Greg Galdin full-time uh, for SS Greenlight. That was just announced the other day. Parker Chase will be part-time for Sam Hunt Racing. Uh, Raja Karuth, who will be in the Truck Series full-time, he's going to be uh, part-time for Alpha Prime. And then the Dash for Cash races were announced. So those four will be Richmond, Martinsville, Talladega, and Dover in the spring. Yep, right right in a row there. Hey, they give a lot of money away during that time, though. Oh, it's awesome how much money they give away. It's it's great. Um, I think there's going to be some excited races there. You know, I think Richmond, not necessarily a short track, but can race like one. Martinsville, short track. Talladega's a... Uh, a wild card there and then back to Dover, which is one of my favorites. So pretty cool races they're going to be yep, at too. Yep. So, yep, that's how that works. Every year they put that on and makes for great racing. For sure. Well, then we have the uh, Cup Series, uh, Mark, here. So uh, Petty GMS changes their name to Legacy Motor Club. Of course, Jimmy Johnson come uh, comes a uh, part owner in that as well. So Legacy Motor Club instead of Petty GMS. Uh, GMS. Uh, kind of cool that you have two seven-time Cup Series champions getting together with Richard Petty and Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, then you know Noah, Noah Gregson, he joins and comes into the 42 car, and Eric Jones, you know, he's getting better and better every year with that team. Um, so, yeah, Legacy Motor, just a motor club. Uh, interesting name, but uh, yeah, pretty cool. Yes, we'll see how Jimmy works out this year, you know. He, uh, he's one year behind with this new car. I know he's been doing some tire testing out in Phoenix, but um, we'll, we'll see how that works out for him. It's just for Daytona, and then they said they're going to announce some races later in the year, see where he lands. He's going to be in the number 84 car. I was kind of hoping it would be a number 44. 44 has ties to the Petties, but also Jimmy Johnson at the ASA level. So I was kind of hoping for 44, but they go with 84. Sharp looking ride too. Do you see that thing? Even, you know, just like look at that. That just looks fast sitting there. So, so yep, he'll be running Daytona. We'll see how it goes for him there. Yeah, uh, pretty cool though. Either way, uh, good to have Jimmy back in the Cup Series. Yeah, he. Um, I don't know if he's going to be back at Indy at any time soon or what's going to happen there. But uh, the ownership bone kind of got put over there. Uh, with uh, legacies, so you know he's part owner of that too. So that that uh, makes his career go on that uh, with that team over there. Yep. 
Uh, Keith Rodden is going to be the crew chief for Austin Dillon in the number three Richard Childress racing car. Of course, the one of the biggest news items to drop Kyle Busch to Richard Childress Racing in the number eight. He did try to get number three, but he will be in the number eight. Yeah, that. and have you seen the paint job on that car? And, uh, boy, they filled it all up with all kinds of sponsorships. So, um, yeah, we're going to see how that works. Reddick ran that, that car really well last year. You put Kyle, Kyle Busch in that car. Um, yeah, you can expect good things coming out of that team. I don't know if you're going to see much struggles out of that team starting out. I love the way that they changed the number a little bit. It looks uh, more mean, I guess I would say, or fast. So I love the way they did that. I've seen some gear pop up where it's like black and red. It looks really, really sharp. So I agree with you on some of the paint schemes and gear that he has coming out. Yep, for sure. So, you know, Kyle Busch is Kyle Busch. He's going to. He's going to be a factor, so we'll see where that goes. Richard Childress. Hey, you remember back in the day when Richard and, and Kyle didn't get along together? I think even there might have been some fisticuffs back in the day. And now how they join forces like this. And, um, you know, I think it also will help Austin Dillon in the long run, too, uh, having a partner like that. So we'll see how Richard Childress runs with a 3 and 8 car this year. Well, that was the infamous hold my watch because Richard Childress was going to take off his watch and go beat up Kyle Busch. So uh, <laughs> even a year ago, if you would have said it at this time, they would have said absolutely no way. Uh, but, you know, Austin Dillon played a factor in getting Kyle Busch over. It, they've talked and remained friends. And uh, were, I think they raced as teammates back in the day at, at some point along the line or were Chevy teammates or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it kind of came together. So. Yeah, kind of unfathomable when you said Richard Childress Racing and Kyle Busch, but it comes together, and we'll see how that goes. That A-car was awesome last year. So um, Kyle's kind of struggled in the 18 last year, though. So that's going to definitely be on my radar to watch throughout the season. Well, when Kyle says, I'm leaving, it just seemed like the whole team fell right off the cliff, just like, you know, all of a sudden, you're not, you're not getting this, and you're not going to this meeting, and it just disrupted the whole team. It's amazing how – how much that team struggled a few weeks there, you know. And, but, uh, um, yeah, it just seemed like he was left out of the loop and the whole team uh, sure showed it. To be expected. I mean, you can't have someone in those meetings know what's going on when they're going to a different team. So, to be expected, but big news either way. Uh, A.J. Almendinger will be full-time in the colleague number 16 car, so – AJ is going to be full-time back in the uh, Cup Series again like he was uh, a few years ago, so that'll be cool to see. And thinking of playoffs, he's great at road courses. He's decent at the ovals. Could he be one that sneaks into the playoffs and knocks someone who was in last year out? Why not? There's six Cup races, you know, so six road races. So um, he's he'll be one of the favorites at one of those. And, hey, he runs at other tracks pretty good too, so. Uh, don't, cut, don't, don't cut him short on them other tracks either. For sure. No doubt. Uh, Travis Peterson will be the crew chief for Michael McDowell at Front Row Motorsports in the number 34. Ryan uh, Burgundy will be the crew chief for Todd Gillen in the front row number 38. Uh, we mentioned a little bit ago Ryan Priest, the Stuart Haas in the number 41. Some other bigger news is Chad Johnston, former crew chief for um, – Kyle Larson, he moved over to the uh, Tricon Garage team last year, David Gillen Racing. Uh, he was with them 
he moves back to the Cup Series with Stuart Haas and Ryan Priest. That could be a, a period to watch out for. Yeah, you know, at uh, Stuart Haas, there was kind of conflicting. Like, uh, they didn't know if they wanted to send down Custer or if they wanted to bring out Priest. You know, there was there was a little bit of a tug-of-war going on back and forth. But, uh, yeah, Priest gets in that car. He's shown that he's got talent. Um, yeah, we'll see what he's got. I um, uh, The judge is out on that one. We're going to see where he lands with this and how this goes. It'll be interesting to see what the 41 does. His uh, video coming out was interesting. It looks like he's pretty pumped about it, obviously. Um, but he's got a lot of confidence. Um, so that was that was great to see. He's got a lot of talent. A lot of people don't get that second chance. And he's mentioned this too. He's got that second chance. He has to make the most of it here. And he is very aggressive. There's, there's no doubt about that. He'll make it happen. So, um, yeah, keep an eye on the 41 team to see where that goes. Yep. Uh, Noah Gregson to Legacy Motor Club, number 42, like you had mentioned, with Luke Lambert as crew chief. He, Luke Lambert was with Gregson the last few years at Junior Motorsports. He, Luke Lambert, prior to that, was at Richard Childress Racing, so a ton of talent on top of the box there with Luke Lambert. Uh, it was kind of cool to see running into Noah at the Snowball Derby. Luke Lambert was actually there as well. Uh, I was hoping to talk to him. Honestly, I think so much of Luke that I was – almost in awe that he was there and I was thinking of a way to approach him. And then uh, other people started noticing him there and didn't get the chance to, but I'm really high on, on that team. So uh, great that Noah gets to keep Luca top of the box there. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes with a teammate of Eric Jones and Jimmy Johnson. Yep. Just so there's nothing but pluses out there. You know, Gregson's got a lot of experience in the cup car. He's ran a few races last year, so he does have some experience and, uh, Hey, let's see him pop one off at Daytona, too. Boy, that would set up his whole year, too, really well. Absolutely. Uh, Tyler Reddick, previously mentioned, is going to 2311 Racing. Uh, Mike Kelly is getting back into the crew chief role. He'll be the crew chief for Ricky Stenhouse Jr. in the uh, JTG Doherty, number 47. Uh, Blake Harris moves from Front Row Motorsports to Hendrick Motorsports to crew chief for Alex Bowman in the number 48. That'll be a pairing to watch. Uh, Ty Gibbs goes to the, uh, excuse me, Joe Gibbs racing number 54 with Chris Gale as the crew chief. They work together in the Xfinity series really well. So the 18 becomes the number number 54. The number 18 won't be used this year, but Joe Gibbs definitely wants to bring that number back probably next year. They were saying. Well, we'll see how it goes. If the 54 wins <laughs> wins and is dominant or whatever, that 54 might stick around. Um, yeah, once again, Gibbs has got the best equipment out there. Just needs to learn a new car. Uh, ran a few races last year. Um, we'll see where it goes. He's got some good teammates, best best equipment out there. Um, so, yep, we'll see how that goes. Monsters, Monsters came back aboard, so he's got the sponsor. And so, yep, well, 54, there's a new number that uh, – has been in the Cup Series for a long time. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe the 18 comes back with someone else. Maybe one of their other numbers go away, uh, depending. Uh, so the 54 might be around for a while, but we'll see what happens there. Pretty minor detail. Uh, Ty Dillon goes to the Spire Motorsports, number 77, full-time. Uh, some Wisconsin news. Josh Balicki, you mentioned he was going to run Cup. He's going to run some races for Live Fast Racing in the number 78 with David Ingram as the crew chief. Uh, Live Fast Racing also switches over to Chevy this year. Bad move there, buddy. 
But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Balicki will be at Coda, Chicago, Michigan, and Indy. So um, they got a little bit of a sponsors that's coming in there. So they're helping that team out. So once again, he's got a wheel in his hand, getting the experience. So good for him. Yeah, the owner, B.J. McLeod, he, he might find himself racing a little bit there. But, uh, yeah, looks like that team is uh, – they'll, they'll be around this year. Maybe a little bit of a field filler, but uh, whatever. You know, Absolutely. getting experience, experience, you know, is priceless. For sure. Uh, Chandler Smith is going to run part-time for Colleague in the number 13. He's going to make an attempt at the Daytona 500. So Colleague will have an additional cup car periodically. Uh, Austin Hill will run six races for Beard Oils, number 62, that Gregson was previously in. Uh, so he'll be racing for them. Brendan Gaughan used to always run for, for them, too. So Austin Hill gets a nod there. And then uh, a couple of cool things here. Travis Pastrana is going to attempt the Daytona 500 for 2311 in the number 67. I'm really excited to see how this works out. I know a lot of fans are skeptical of it. I got to announce with Travis at the Eva Destruction this past year. He's just a racer. He has some Xfinity series, even though it was a few years ago. Uh, kind of struggled with that, but uh, I'm excited to see him attempt the Daytona 500. Everyone knows of Travis Pastrana. It'll put some extra eyes on the sport. Uh, so I'm going to be watching him, and I hope he makes the Daytona 500. I reached out to him, haven't heard back. I might try again. So uh, very cool that Travis will be. Uh, trying to get into the Daytona 500. Yeah, and a 2311 car do it. So there's there's some good equipment, and and so you know they got Black Rifle Coffee to help them out to get through the sponsorship. And hey, Kurt Busch is is in the in the weeds that says that he possibly could have a have a hand in on that too. So Kurt Busch, um, who is still yet to be cleared, I just heard about two days ago that he's still not cleared from his concussion from last year. Wow. How, how much he whopped that wall at that Pocono. So, um, but uh, yeah, he's, he's there. And uh, if he gets cleared, it's possible that we might see Kurt Busch uh, here and there um, in that team. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Jimmy Johnson running part-time for his own team, legacy motor club in the number 84. And then Riley Herbst is also going to enter the Daytona 500 for Rick Ware racing in the number 15. So uh, some, there's a decent list of people trying to make the 500 here. It'll be interesting to see who makes it and who doesn't. And you still might might catch, catch a couple stragglers too. That's pretty much is everybody that's going to be. But uh, yeah, you might find one here or there. You know, all of a sudden it seems like the last one is always David Reagan. Like, oh, David Reagan, and you know how he runs. He always gets top tens. So I'm waiting waiting to see what he's going to do. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much the big lineup for the Cup, cup Series, everybody. Yep. Um, yeah, some good changes there. Excited to watch a bunch of uh, how the changes work. Crew chiefs work with the drivers, all that. So um, excited about that. But we also have some rule changes that were just announced. Uh, was it yesterday or the day before? Uh, some big news. Uh, no more hail melon. So uh, a rule that was previously in place. We'll have moves like the Hail Melon be illegal. The rule reads, safety is a top priority for NASCAR. Therefore, any violations deemed to compromise the safety of an event or otherwise pose a dangerous risk to the safety of competitors, officials, spectators, or others are treated with the highest degree of seriousness. Safety violations will be handled on a case-by-case -case basis. That will fall into that rule. 
Yeah. And last year we all said, oh, we don't want to see that. We want to see that more of that and everything. But when you really sit back and look at it and the safety aspect and trying to bring bring the car, what did they say? He brought the car back at 90%. Well, you know, that cost the team to rebuild that car. And, and you never know if a part would fly off, go through the fence and hit somebody and blah, blah, blah. Safety is okay. We, we can live with that. So I guess if it's a rule, that's that's one I can actually follow by. So too bad. Too bad it was. Uh, it'll still be in the history books, and we'll always look back and we'll always remember the day that uh, Ross Chastain broke the track record on the last lap of the <laughs> uh, the Martinsville race. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm okay with the rule. Uh, it was cool to see. I wouldn't want to see it every week, but it'd be cool periodically. Uh, but I think it's really cool that they are going to keep the car, even though they only would have to replace ten percent of the parts. They're going to keep the car as a show car because it's history. I think that's a great decision. It costs the team more to not replace it and run it. But when you're talking history, I think that's a great call uh, by Justin Marks and the track house team. That's uh, that's one that I would like to go see. That car has character now, man. Every little blemish on that car has character. Love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Hell, the, the wall at Martinsville still has character. They're going to leave it up until – until the race too. So yeah, they're leaving that, that way too. So that's fine. Yeah. So we'll always remember that in the history books, like somebody thought outside the box, but uh, boy, I tell you, that's, that's how some people think of how to perform. And, you know, if you can think that way, um, you know, good things can happen that way. So hats off to Ross Chastain thinking of something like that, but uh, um, yep. So now we move on. Can't do that no more. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, NASCAR will no longer have cautions at the end of stages on road courses. It will still award points at the end of the stages, but will not throw the caution. The only exception will be standalone truck and Xfinity events where the teams don't have specific over the wall pit crews and have had breaks at the end of the stages to service the vehicles. Do you know what? I, I like the idea. And I hope it opens the door that they do that for all the races. You can still get the stage points, but you don't make a predictable yellow. But, uh, you know, we've seen many, many um, questionable caution flags so that they can tighten it all up. And so huh, uh, we've seen that before. But, um, yeah, that's okay. Um We'll count the points and we'll move on. So I, I like the idea and see where it goes from there. I think it'll be interesting, though, because the the reason behind doing it was to throw the caution so commercial breaks can happen. I'd like to see the stats on it to see are there less commercial breaks truly because of the stage breaks or not. Because now you're going to lose some of that green flag action, uh, potentially, depending on what the stats would tell you there. Um and potentially some of the action as well with, you know, when you regroup them after a caution, cautions breed cautions. The people are, there's a lot of fans already saying that we don't have enough cautions. You know, there's been races where it's just been the stage break. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that works out. But it's only at road courses, so it's probably not going to be that big of a deal, honestly. Well, yeah, you know how road courses are. They run them, they run them backwards, you know. So once when you can get on that lag pit road before anybody else at the very end, uh, makes a big difference. So yeah, that takes some of the strategy out of those road courses. 
Well, and that's why I like the rule is it's only at uh, road courses because under caution lets you use Road America for uh, an example. It's like five minutes under caution or something like that. It's just forever. Um, so I'm glad that they're going to try to eliminate uh, at least the stage breaks there. You know, there's cautions that happen naturally, so that still might happen. But um, five minutes under caution just seems like forever. Yeah, so jam a bunch of commercials in there, but then when the racing's on, don't go break it away. You've already had your fill of commercials, so, you know, that's what's frustrating. You get all that downtime, and then once when the racing's on and you watch it, oh, we'll be right back. Just like, you just had five minutes worth of commercials. What are you, what are you doing? So, it's just, But I under I understand. You know Networks is running the sport anyway, but we'll talk about that on another day. <laughs> Uh, losing a, uh, wheel will no longer be a four-race suspension to the crew chief and two crew members. If it happens on pit road, it will be a restart at the tail of the field. If under caution and, a, uh, if under caution and pass through penalty under green, uh, if let me read the red, it will be a restart at the tail of the field. If under caution and a pass through penalty under green, just to clarify there. If it happens beyond pit road, it is a two-lap penalty and a two-race suspension for two crew members, with NASCAR switching from five lug nuts to one larger center lug nut for Cup last year. Many felt the four-race suspensions were too severe as teams would not be trying to leave a wheel loose like they would have with five lug nuts. So uh, I think that's a good change as well. Oh, my God, is that much better. Like, it's the crew chief's fault. That's sitting up on top of the war wagon and he gets suspended. You know, these does these penalties of these crew members, it's the ones that are responsible, and those are the ones that should probably pay that they didn't get the tire on and a safety issue. You know, you don't want a tire, you know, we even seen a lug nut sitting on the racetrack last year and got hit. So, you know, we don't want that flying up in there. So the, the safety reason is there, but the crew chief should have never should never a four week vacation like that just didn't make sense. I like this new rule. It'll, it'll work. It needed a change. Uh, I'll play devil's advocate with you a little bit. You know, the crew chief is responsible for the crew member. So if the crew member does something wrong, ultimately the crew chief is responsible, right? So there's some responsibility there. Now, does it warrant a four week suspension? Probably not. Um, but I, I like the change. I'm with you. I like the change. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate but it's, there. It's, it's definitely true that the crewman is definitely doesn't want that to happen. Correct. And these pit stops are bang, 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 bang. You know, and all of a sudden when that jack drops, you know, that car is taken off, you know. So it's a team thing. And so, you know, the, the crewman is not trying to do it on purpose. And no. so, but, uh, yeah, I can understand them with a two race. For the people that are responsible, um, I like that a lot better than penalizing the crew team. Uh, NASCAR will give teams seven minutes on pit row to work on the cars if they are damaged in an accident. It was six minutes last year before being increased to 10 minutes for the cup playoffs. NASCAR felt that was a little too long, so now made it seven, which should be enough time for a team to repair a tow link, a suspension piece, that is susceptible to breaking despite having only minimal contact with the wall or another vehicle. But there's a part in there that you cannot replace. I think the, the link you can replace with the other one, you'll not be able to replace, and then you're, you'll be out on, on that one. So, yeah, seven minutes. They say it takes like five and a half minutes to replace a, 
a, a trailing arm or whatever. Um, so so they, they needed the extra time. It used to be five minutes, then it went to six minutes, and now it's seven. Um, that's fine and dandy. Yep. Pretty minor uh, change there. Yeah. Uh, drivers in Cup will no longer need to be top 30 in points to be eligible for the playoffs with a victory. The top 20 standard for trucks and Xfinity drivers has also been eliminated. Drivers still must attempt every attempt every race or receive a waiver to miss a race. NASCAR felt most drivers who compete weekly would meet those standards anyway, and who doesn't meet the standard would be close enough to warrant being in the playoffs. I do not like that. I think if you're not top 30 in the Cup Series, you're going to – I mean, let's use Corey LaJoy. I would have liked seeing Corey LaJoy win Atlanta and get in the playoffs. But if he's not top 30, ultimately he's taken away from someone who has been a lot more consistent than him uh, all season. Now, on the opposite side, you have 26 races to get it done. So if you didn't get it done and you got knocked out by someone who was not in the top 30, I guess that's your own team's fault and your fault for not being more consistent throughout the year or having more wins. Uh, I just think if you're not top 30, do you really have – any business be in the playoffs? I, I don't think so. But I if you, have a, if you have a good season going, and then all of a sudden you get concussed, and you know the concussion, we still don't know if that's been solved on the car. I know they replaced the rear clip on the car, but these cars that were taking the, the back end hit, and these guys were getting uh, concussions out of it. Um, so, like Kurt Busch, he. When he was, you expected him to come back. He didn't know if he was gonna be eligible or whatever. So tough call there, you know. Especially if an injury is involved. So I yeah, I don't but know. I think those are the instances where the waiver comes in. Right. Yeah. So I don't think that really plays into the into the rule at all. Hmm. So I don't know where that's all gonna go. Um, I doubt yeah, it's the, really gonna be a factor, really, but. But if you, if you want to get in, you got to win, right? It, it's still all about winning. So you're right. There's 26 races to be won out there. Um, so, yeah, otherwise, you know the little guy's going to end up <laughs> getting it in the short. So we'll, we'll see where it goes this year. Okay. I thought it was funny. Someone put this as a joke on uh, Twitter, which uh, people just uh, went crazy about. <laughs> They said all you need to do is win the Daytona 500 and and then just start and park for the next 20, 25 races and then win the first leg of the first uh, playoff race, then start and park the next two races. <laughs> He's like, all you have to do is win five and start and park the rest, and you're good. You're you're the champion. Obviously, no one would do that. But, well, um, not for the sponsor. The sponsor would frown on that. Like, yeah. we're paying top dollar for you to be out there, and you're just parking your vehicle? I just um, thought but, it was funny that someone thought about that, and then people went crazy, like they thought they were he was serious about it. That would but never. But, happen. It, but it could happen. But it's it's like a a no. gentleman's agreement that you're not going to do that. You 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 <laughs> you shouldn't be in the sport if you're pulling something like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're jipping the fans and the sponsors and everybody that works for you and everything like that. So, yeah. But people are gullible. Yeah, you can run with that. Oh my start, god. Start a rumor. By the time it gets back to you, you don't recognize it. Right. Oh, you should have saw the people on there. They thought he was serious. It was it was funny. No, no. <laughs> uh 
Uh, drivers will get to choose their lane for restarts at Daytona, Talladega, Atlanta, and the Bristol Dirt Race. This makes the rule consistent with other races on ovals. NASCAR's hesitance on the tracks where teammates often help each other, and the aerodynamic draft was that this would just increase teammates working together. NASCAR will have to figure out how to make the choose area for uh, the dirt track since it can't paint the surface. Most likely will use chalk. Well, they use a cone with a rope on it, just like anywhere else, you know, at our local county fair. You know, all of a sudden when they go by, the guy's got a rope tied and just pull. Or if they don't want to get hurt, they can use a pulley system or maybe even use a uh, um, a little helicopter, you know, one of those drones. The drone could come down, pick it up, and take hook it up to the drone. And when they go past, the drone takes off. It's off the track, something like that. But I like that rule. I like that rule. That's okay. Yep. Yeah, I like that change. Uh, this was the interesting one to me. NASCAR will have rain tires and teams will be required to have windshield wiper hookups and rear lights in case NASCAR wants to race in damp conditions for the Clash, Martinsville, New Hampshire, North Wilkesboro, Phoenix, and Richmond. All relatively flat short tracks. NASCAR would not race in steady rain, but potentially could get back to racing sooner after a downpour or a race in a mist. The concern at bigger tracks would be drivers being able to see amid the spray at higher speeds. Uh, I think Milwaukee is included in that for the truck race as well. So that must be the cup races, but there's some other uh, Xfinity and truck races that are included in that as well. So that's cool. You ready to go to the Milwaukee in the rain? Oh, I said the R word. So, but uh, um, yeah, we'll see how that works out too. Um, when they said the clash, when I heard that, the first thing I did is I went to the phone and what's the weather forecast in LA? Because <laughs> Because they were told, they were told that it's a possibility, and I think there's a 15% chance in LA on Sunday. So that was I looked two days ago, so I'm not too concerned about it. But um, yeah, all right, we're gonna go racing in the rain on a short track. Hmm. They won't even do that on a quarter mile at Kakana. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. We'll see. Put rain tires on, and we've never tried it. So. Let's see what happens. I I don't Milwaukee still is a decently big track being a mile. I feel like something like that is kind of strange to have it in there. Um the same with New Hampshire, uh Phoenix, Richmond, they're three quarters. So know, you're, sitting, you're sitting in Milwaukee, you know, we've seen that. How would you like to watch the cars going down a back stretch with a rooster tail? You know, they're hard enough to see as it is, and all of a sudden now you're you're watching from, you know, over a half a mile away trying to watch. Like, I think that would be very difficult. It's going to be interesting. I hope it doesn't happen. But, you know, the thing that does give – has me looking positive at it is remember when they raced in the rain on um, the Charlotte road course, the uh, Roval, and the cars actually stuck pretty good to the – corners in the oval uh part of the track that they run on it seems to work now the visibility might be interesting for fans but maybe they've come up with this technology where it'll work great like it did that day there's a fine line with that let's look back at coda when they raced <laughs> when that whole weekend was a washout and well, that's just that was just i mean so where do, where do you draw the line of saying we're good to race or are we just gonna dick around and 
and just run around slow and try to and the laps count while we're trying to drive the track. And I'm sure fans will probably get fed up with that real fast too. So, well, but that's why we're, we're that would pretty, fall under the steady rain, right? So yeah. we're not gonna, so. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. We'll, we'll see. That, that, if they're going to try to make it go well, if it's doing it that day, well, get your popcorn ready. <laughs> we'll we'll see that, what happens. Wouldn't that be interesting, though? Like, if they were like, okay, it stopped raining, we're going to just get, get back going without drying the track completely? Because that's essentially what uh, some of this information came from Bob Pockris. You know, they could get racing sooner after a downpour or a, or a race in a mist. So, yeah, well, you know, we're good for that mist around here. You know how that <laughs> mist works, the mist that doesn't go away for three weeks. Um, it feels that way, and it's so frustrating, and, and it's really frustrating for the fans to sit in that crap, too. So, but, uh, yeah, that that's fine. We'll, if they've got something or some technology to make it happen or they got to put mud flaps on them or whatever, you know, to try to keep the, the rooster tail down, everything like that, I'm all for it, so. Never tried it. Let's try it to see if it works. If it doesn't, well, then you say, well, put that one away for a while. So Yeah. It'll be interesting to see uh, how that works. Well, yeah. Maybe we'll see it once and we'll find out. But Yeah. Um, some un unrelated news to NASCAR, but, well, I shouldn't say that. Some of it's involving NASCAR. Haley Deegan, Bobby Labonte, Brad Kozlowski, and Ryan Newman are all full-time in the SRX series. Uh, interesting to me that someone like Brad would be in it full-time cup racing quite a bit. I know they're racing on Thursdays, but uh, that was the interesting one to me. It was Brad. Yeah. You, you still got a full-time cup driver and um, I was surprised to see that name there too, but you know, he's probably going to have a super late next year too. And uh, so, Hey, we might see him around these parts around here along with a lot of these other drivers that's, that's getting there super lates and these series coming through and everything like that. It's uh, going to be exciting to, to see who, uh, who wants to dip down into a lower series and see what they can do. So I'm Absolutely. all for that too. Yeah. Well, Hey, let's talk about the clash a little bit before we end this here. Um, clash coming up on Sunday. Uh, I believe qualifying is Saturday. Uh, so um, back in the LA Coliseum, uh, I remember thinking last year going into it that it was going to be a dud and I can't believe they're going to try it. It's a gimmick. And it was exciting. Yeah, it was okay. It was good. It passed. They, they gained a lot of fans and I packed the place. So once again, I hope it's successful. I know, yeah. I know some people are saying, well, gee, if that's the way it is, why did they run out at Ir Irwindale? You know, and uh, they said they could put on a good show like that. So, I've seen those comments that there's a regular track out there that probably would put out even better racing, but to each his own, you know, um, we'll see how it works. It was exciting last year. Let's just hope that it, uh, it, it works out again this year. Yep. Uh, so they expanded the field from 23 cars to 27. Uh, and if you remember correctly, there were some big names that didn't qualify. Uh, Brad didn't qualify. The Daytona 500, which obviously happened after the clash, but Cindric didn't make it, made it, didn't make it, excuse me. Jeez, if I can talk now. Your uh, turn. And a, yeah, a few weeks later, he wins the 500. Alex Bowman missed. Kurt Busch was healthy at that point in the year and missed. Ty Dillon was penalized late in the last chance. Remember that? He actually won it and got penalized, and he missed the race. 
um, there was there was some big names there that didn't qualify. Well, they're all big names. They're all big names, buddy. So you know, um, somebody's going to miss out, and uh, that's short track racing, man. You know, bump and grind. So not everybody's going to make it. What are your expectations this year? Probably the same as last year, I, I guess. You know, keep open-minded about it. Um, um, heat races are going to be uh, quite exciting. Um, it's really easy to dump somebody there. We've we seen that when Almirola got dumped last year. It's easy to make or, or somebody tries a three-wide move on that little track. So, But it's racing, dude. It. It's racing. It's on prime time on Sunday. So, you know... Uh, you know, they're saying the race is at 7 o'clock, but really the heat races, you know, and all that, last chance, that really comes on at 3 o'clock on Fox. So the fans need to know that it's, you know, the main race is at 7 o'clock Sunday night on primetime, but uh, but the, the racing is on later in the afternoon on Sunday. So fans should know about that. Yeah, absolutely. Good information there. Thanks for uh, telling the folks about that. Um I'm expecting big things. I think it's going to be better than next year. I think uh, we're going to see maybe more tempers flare. We saw Carl Larson and uh, Justin Haley get into it a little bit. Uh, you remember Kyle Bush was pretty good in that before getting passed by Joey Logano, and then Joey goes on and, and wins it last year. Um, I have high expectations for this after seeing it uh, last year, so I hope it's not a letdown. But ultimately, I hope it's just good for the sport. Uh, that the people supported, like you, like you said, uh, that happened last year. So uh, Wiz Khalifa is going to be out there doing that uh, performance, like they had someone last year. Hopefully, some new people that don't really care about racing saw that, and hey, let's go see what NASCAR is all about, and we can listen to someone that we like uh, sing a few songs. So, well, what else um, is on a Sunday night? You know, all of a sudden, people are going to be sitting on their couch, channel surf, surfing. Also, hey, what's this? You know, and it might be just enough for them to stop and say, hey, what is this? Hey, let's watch this. Let's give it a chance. And, hey, nothing else. You you might gain a fan that way or two. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Primetime Sunday, nothing else is on. Who are your ones to watch this year? If you had to watch one or two that you're really going to keep your eyes peeled for, who who is it? Are you talking for the whole year? No, 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 just for the clash. Or, or just for the clash itself. You know, once again, <laughs> I think Joey Logano, you know, once again, he's uh, he's probably the man to beat there. Um, but we'll see. You know, Kyle Busch, you know, how he runs on the short tracks. And anybody that's got the, the short track um, experience, maybe William Byron, you know, how much he's been running short tracks lately too. So I think a lot of guys that run the short tracks um, might have just a little bit of an advantage on there. But that's tight racing, man. We'll see how it goes. Uh, my my one, I'll say two to watch. First one for me is Kyle Busch. He did pretty good out there last year after a frustrating season. Now he's in Richard Childress racing number eight. I'm going to be really curious to see how he comes out of the box at the clash. Second one I'm going to be watching is Ryan Blaney. Remember, he got frustrated after an incident last year as well. Also had a frustrating year, didn't win. How is he going to come out? He does well at the short tracks. He's my other. So I got my eyes on Kyle Busch and Ryan Blaney primarily, but the whole event's going to be great to watch. I'm excited that there's racing coming on this Sunday, and then we're only two weeks away from the Daytona 500 and really Daytona weekend. Um, it's almost here, buddy. It's almost yeah, here. 
a week from Thursday, man, is the 150s, you know. So, uh, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're getting close. It's really close. Absolutely. Well, any uh, final thoughts on the clash or anything else that we talked about here? No, I think we got the clash covered and uh, pretty much ready to go, man. Um, you know, getting all excited and everything. Even um, some news out of the locals. Uh, we're, we're hearing a few things coming out of the local scene, some big announcements too. How's, how about that, buddy? Yeah, you know, Apex Motorsports just announced they've, they're teaming up with Bubba Pollard to run the northern portion of the Stars National Tour. So that's some uh, big news there. Um, what else has been talked about? Yeah, this this stars, you know, I've, I've been saying to my my wife, you know, just like, hey, let's get out of the cold and let's go down south, you know, let's go down in like the middle of March. And then all of a sudden it was just like, dang, I was like, hey, hey, March 11th is that first race down at for the stars down in Pensacola. And she looked at me and all she could say is, well, that figures. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we're not going to make that happen this spring. So, um, but uh, I'd sure like to go back to Pensacola. Um, we'll find our way. We'll find our way back there again. We had such a successful, fun time this last year to end the season. It was just gorgeous place, beautiful town. Love the racetrack and the people are so friendly down there. It's just amazing. You know, I always tell people that if you could ever get down to Pensacola, that's a bucket list. You got to do it no matter what. Um, the local stuff, I'm hearing things a little bit. You know, we had the, uh, the podcast with the uh, um, Chase Motorsports and their announcement, you know, and, and we're still looking for anybody else that wants to uh, um, come, come forward. And if they want to make some announcements or whatever, uh, give Lauren or I a little contact and kind uh, of. Uh, John was uh, talk racing, my favorite part. Absolutely. Well, um, we got an interview coming up with Ty Majeski here before he goes uh, down to Daytona, so we'll be meeting with him. We have another uh, announcement coming out here um, shortly after the Ty talk, or maybe shortly before it. Uh, we'll record that before. And then we also have another team that reached out to us that I didn't even tell you about, Mark. I'll tell you off the air. So uh, there's been two teams that reached out since the Chase Motorsports deal. We thank Chase uh, Motorsports for having us for that. Hope to talk more with uh, some other teams as well and uh, some big things coming up here. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to the clash this weekend. Like we said, racing's almost upon us. So um, it's racing time, man. It's racing. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go, baby. All right. Well, uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to this uh, podcast. Thanks for all your support. Mark, thank you, as always. I love doing these. Uh, we're 66 in, which actually we're more than that because we didn't include the interviews in that. So um, I got to look at how many we've actually done. But uh, great episode number 66 here talking NASCAR and short track and everything in between. And uh, thank you, man. It's uh, It's been fun. And I'm sure we'll talk this weekend uh, when some racing's on. I'm sure they will, yeah. Be on at 5 o'clock, I guess, when, and then qualifying's like at 6.30. Everything's on FS1 uh, tomorrow, and then Fox at 3 o'clock on Sunday. Just 3 o'clock on Sunday, put it on Fox, and you're all set, and, and you'll be all excited and, and ready to race just as bad as we do. <laughs> For sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, thanks again, everyone. Thanks, Mark, and uh, hey, we'll talk to you soon. All right, man. See you later. See ya. This has been a production of Lore Sports. 
Hope you all enjoyed it, and thank you for listening.